The Atlanta Braves stay hot over the weekend, getting a four-game sweep of the Pirates. I'll give you all the highlights from that series. Also, we'll give you our weekly minor league prospects update, including some stock up, stock down for your Atlanta Braves prospects and set you up for their series with the Nats at the beginning of this week. All of that on today's episode of Locked On Braves. So let's get into it. You are Locked On Braves, your daily Atlanta Braves podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, and welcome back to Locked On Braves, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta, where we cover your favorite Atlanta sports teams each and every day. I am your host, Jake Mastriani. You can follow me on Twitter at shortstopball. Check out my bio there to see where I am covering the game of baseball, including the Atlanta Braves in written form over at tomahawktake.com. Also cover college baseball for College Baseball Nation, and hopefully you took my advice and enjoyed some of the Super Regional action over the weekend and looked at some of those top prospects in the upcoming draft couple more games on monday night as well also you can follow the podcast on twitter at locked on underscore braves where you can be part of the conversation send in any questions comments feedback that you have for the episode i really appreciate you sending those in and thanks for making locked on braves your first listen each and every day we post episodes daily five days a week monday through friday and are free and available on all platforms also you want to get the postcast with me and Grant McCauley after just about every Atlanta Braves game, you can subscribe to the Locked On at Sports Atlanta YouTube page, and also you'll get that on the Locked On Braves podcast feed. Before we get into today's episode, I want to remind you that it is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. Where we're starting today is the weekend for the Atlanta Braves, where they continued their winning ways, pushing their winning streak to 11 games. We'll talk about that and some of the key moments from the weekend's games, and then we will give you our weekly prospect update, looking at the top prospects in the Braves system. We're going to play a little stock up, stock down with that as well, and then we'll set you up for this upcoming series with the Nats. But let's start with the weekend, and what a weekend it was for the Atlanta Braves. They continue to win games, again, 11 in a row, a four-game sweep of the Pirates. They've now swept two four-game series in part of this winning streak. They've yet to lose a game in June as I actively knock on my wood desk here. 17-6 and six in this stretch of games against teams under 500. they They've already done better in this stretch than I hoped that they would, and they got six more games in this stretch, uh, three against the Nats, three against the Cubs, this week so just an unbelievable stretch for the Braves a stretch that they had to have to get back in the race not just for the NL East but for the wild card as well where they currently are in a playoff spot because of the Brewers uh, recent run of losing in games while the Braves have been hot Um, so I mean again it's what the Braves had to do we talked about it coming into the stretch and they've delivered look they're going up against bad competition but They're taking care of business. Again, it's some of the theme that I keep talking about. They're taking care of business, beating teams that they should be beating. And look, this Pirates team, again, we talked about it going in. They're a tough team. And I think you saw that in all four of these games, three of them decided by two runs. And 
if not for a grand slam from Ozzy on Saturday, all four of them could have been decided by two runs. And the Braves had to come back in that game on Saturday. So this Pirates team, a bit pesky, probably a little bit more trouble than a lot of people thought coming into the year. So give them a lot of credit. But let's break down the three games over the weekend, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. On Friday, Spencer Strider has best start of the year by far. Five and two-thirds innings, four hits, one walk, no earn, eight strikeouts. Could have gotten through sixth inning. Uh, tough play for Ozzy. Not an error for sure, but I think a play that he'll tell you he should have made and uh, Spencer Strider would have gotten through six innings. I think the biggest key for me in that start for Strider is that he was still, you know, 95, 96, 97, you know, in those fifth and sixth innings there. So that's very encouraging. Can't expect him to throw 100, you know, through all out six innings, five innings, but to be able to still be throwing that hard and be that effective late into the start, certainly an encouraging sign there. I thought he was inefficient, thought he was in control. Only one walk, another big key for me after he walked five his last time out. So just a great start from him. 18 swings and misses in the game, 11 of them on the, on the four-seam fastball. He had got nine swings on his slider. Six of them were whiffs. So that just tells you the Pirates hitters were having trouble with him all day long. On the offensive side in this game, got a big home run from Dansby Swanson off the foul pole. You had Acuna on first and Harris on third. Acuna gets thrown out at second with the, the fielder blocking the bag there, which a bit of a pet peeve for me. Start going in feet first, and they'll stop doing that. But you thought maybe Braves weren't going to get anything out of that inning, and then Dansby comes up with a big hit, as he has a lot throughout this run, and a big two-run homer in that one. Michael Harris had a couple of hits in that game, including a double. He walked, scored a couple of runs, 9-1 and two hitters. Harris, Acuna, Swanson had seven of the team's 10 hits in the game on Friday. So they certainly got the job done along with Spencer Strider on the mound. Saturday, I already kind of mentioned it, big comeback in this game. We thought maybe the streak was going to end, but they scored eight runs in the seventh inning, all while I was driving to go get the pizza on Saturday. I should have stayed in the car longer, but... Uh, eight runs in the seventh inning, highlighted by that grand slam from Ozzy that I mentioned earlier. Charlie Morton in this game, final line, six innings, five hits, one walk, four earned, 12 strikeouts. It's a very strong line for him. Some of the same struggles we've seen for Charlie, though, those first inning struggles, gave up two solo homers in the first inning. Fifth inning, you know, he hits a batter with that, that back foot slider that keeps hitting the back foot. Uh, his eighth hit batter of the year that comes around to score on keep on a back-to-back doubles from Brian Reynolds and key Brian Hayes, who just lit up the Raves in this series, the Pirates best hitters. And they were on display in this series. So I, overall thought it was a solid outing again, still that first inning, giving him trouble, you know, hitting, hitting batters, obviously causing him some trouble as well, but 12 strikeouts, uh, obviously his season high. So I thought it was, you know, a great, or a solid start. I wouldn't call it a great start for Charlie Morton. Still need to see more of that from him. Um, but again, I thought it was a solid start. Certainly not a step back, but I don't know that I'd necessarily call it a step forward either. But certainly with the 12 strikeouts, that curveball seemed to be working. I would call those encouraging signs. Cunha and Riley homered in the first inning to answer the two solo shots by the Pirates in the top half of the first inning. That tied the game up. 
The Pirates had taken the lead in the fourth inning, four to two, before the Braves had that eight-run seventh inning. Some of the highlights in that seventh inning, Michael Harris had a clutch RBI single up the middle, made it four to three. Dansby cleared the bases with a bloop single that scored three runs batted in. If you haven't seen Acuna running first to third on that play yet, you need to go back. I, I know Mark Bowman tweeted it out the other day. Go back and check that out. But that gave the Raves a six to four lead. But they didn't stop there, loaded the bases. The Pirates intentionally walked Matt Olson to get to Ozzy, and Ozzy hits the grand slam to put the game on ice, make it for an exciting Saturday afternoon. And that was huge. With that grand slam was huge because Snicker got to save the bullpen, and you didn't have to use Mentor. You didn't have to use Jansen. That would come in big when we get to Sunday's game. In Sunday's game, you had four solo home runs by the Braves. You had Contreras and Duvall going deep in the second inning, Duvall again in the third inning, and then Olsen in the eighth inning, which was a big insurance run, and that was after falling behind 0-2, took a pitch down and in on a 3-2 count and drove it out to center field. A really impressive bat by Matt Olsen. That gave the Braves some breathing room there late in the game. Duvall, two for three, two runs, three RBI on the day for Sunday. Overall in June, he's hitting 278. He's not walking, not really getting on base a ton, but at least the average is coming up. Four multi-hit games, three doubles, four home runs, 10 strikeouts and 36 at-bats. Still not great, but at least you're starting to see the bat heat up a little bit, see that average start to creep up, which again, I think has a lot to do with him just settling into a corner outfield spot where he's more comfortable and where there's less pressure on him defensively. So Hopefully, that's a good sign for Adam Duvall that we're going to start seeing him heat up some. Kyle Wright on Sunday, six innings, five hits, two walks, three earned, seven strikeouts. A quality start from Kyle Wright. Only threw 79 pitches. Very efficient in this one, even with the two walks. The first run did score because of a walk. Then he gave up a two-run homer to, again, Brian Reynolds, who was slumping coming into this series. He is not slumping going out of it. Uh, he absolutely crushed the Braves this weekend, but Two-run homer to Brian Reynolds on a fastball in that was a perfect pitch. It's just a, a really good hitter who was starting to heat up, made a great swing, and barely kept it in and fair you know, just before the, the right field foul pole there. So, uh, again, I thought it was a, a very you know quality start, good start from Kyle Wright. Maybe not his best with the two walks, um, but I, I thought it was a very good start for Kyle Wright, and the Braves get the 5-3 to three victory on Sunday to complete the sweep of the Pirates and keep their winning streak intact. All right, next we'll shift gears and talk about the prospects and we'll play a little up uh, market up and down with the Braves prospects. We'll do that next. Our next partner has a product I use literally every day. I started taking Athletic Greens because I wanted a better gut health. As I get older, that's something that I struggle with every day. And Athletic Greens 1 has worked wonders for me with one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens. You're boosting you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole foods, source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging. It's cheaper than getting all the different supplements yourself. You're investing in an all-in-one nutritional insurance. Athletic Greens was created when the founder experienced a ton of gut health issues and ended up on a complicated supplement routine to recover. It cost him a hundred dollars a day so he created athletic greens after experiencing this difficulty 
And right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. I do it every morning. And that's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash MLB network. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash MLB network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. It's our weekly prospect report, and I want to start making this a little bit more interactive with you, the fan. I have started now every week going over my top 10 prospects, but I want to kind of make this a, a vote up down situation as we have the Braves top 10 prospects. I want you to comment on Twitter, on uh, YouTube. Let me know who you think should be in my top 10 and who you should vote out. So for instance, if you think, you know, I have Darius Vines in here at number nine, you think it's time to vote him out as he's been struggling lately. Let me know. And who do you, who do you think he should be replaced with? So I want to make this an interactive segment with you coming up with the top 10 if there's a player in my top 10 you think needs to be voted out, let me know and th- let me know who you should replace them with. And then whoever gets the most comments or whoever gets the most likes, whichever comment gets the most likes, uh, we will make that move and we will insert that player into the top 10. So again, want to make this an interactive segment with you and have a little stock up down each week. So let me know who you think should be voted out, who should, who should replace them in the comments on Twitter and on YouTube. But for this week, going to go with my top 10 that I have here. And I've left Michael Harris off the list, even though he's technically still a prospect. Uh, I've left him off this week. But that moves Drew Waters to the top. And he had a pretty solid week this past week. Six for 20, a triple, a homer overall in the season. 272, 311, 447, four homers, 21 runs, 11 runs batted in, six walks, 35 strikeouts, and a stolen base. Von Grissom this past week, just four for 17, did have a home run, uh, three runs, two RBIs, a walk, six strikeouts, pretty high for him, and a caught stealing on the season, 261, 358, 397, 33 runs, 28 RBIs, six home runs, just one short of his total from last year already in the home run department, 22 walks, 32 strikeouts, and 11 stolen bases. So kind of doing it all from Von Grissom, as you would expect. Freddie Tarnock. Pitched two, two, started two games this week. I'm not really sure what was going on there. I tried to do a little research to find out why he started two games and didn't go very long in those outings. In total, this past week, he pitched two and two-thirds, gave up three hits, four walks, one earned, six strikeouts. And his first start, two innings, two hits, a walk, no earned, and four Ks. And then in his second one, just two-thirds of an inning, a hit, three walks, an earned run, and two strikeouts. On the season, a 5-6-2 ERA. 41 and two-thirds innings pitch, 22 walks, 44 strikeouts, 248 average against in a 149 whip for Freddie Tarnock. Jared Schuster, who I think by far has been one of the best pitchers in the Braves system this year, had a good start this past week. Six innings, four hits, no walks, two earned, and four strikeouts on the year at 302 ERA, 0.94 whip, 56 and two-thirds innings pitch, 61 strikeouts, a 191 batting average again. So again, very good year. For Jared Schuster. Kyle Muller, he's been solid as well at Gwinnett. Six innings, six hits, three walks, still too many walks there. One run, not earned, and nine strikeouts 
overall this season for Moeller at AAA Gwinnett. 309 ERA, 127 whip, 55 and a third inning, 73 strikeouts, 239 average again. So, again, very solid work there for Kyle Moeller. Bryce Elder, just four and two-thirds in his last start, nine hits, two walks, four earned, five strikeouts, a 5.66 ERA, but a 1.19 whip, which is very good. 41 and a third innings, 41 strikeouts, just a 219 at batting average against. Again, I keep saying it, the walks are the big thing for Bryce Elder. Got to limit those, but nine hits in his last outing, not great either. Braden Shoemake, a good week this past week, six for 18, two doubles and a stolen base. He's now hitting 266 on the year, 320 uh, on base, 382 slugging, three homers, 25 runs, 10 runs batted in, 15 walks to 32 strikeouts and five stolen bases. A.J. Smith-Shalver was back this week. Didn't pitch last week. Uh, had a good outing. Had five innings, five innings, two hits, one walk, one earn, and seven strikeouts. 4.66 ERA on the year. 1.42 whip. 38 and two-thirds innings. 62 strikeouts, uh, but 24 walks. Obviously, got to limit those walks and just a 2.12 batting average again. So, again, another pitcher. You know, if he starts to limit those walks, I think we really see A.J. Smith-Shalver take off. Darius Vines, just three innings pitched this last week, eight hits, one walk, seven earned runs, five strikeouts, not a good outing for him, a 5-3-0 ERA on the year, 142 whip, 54 and a third innings, 70 strikeouts, so he's punching out plenty, but batters are hitting 277 against him. And then newly added to my top 10, I put in Andrew Hoffman this week. This past week, he went five innings, seven hits, no walks, two earned, three strikeouts, so a solid start. But overall in the year for Andrew Hoffman, 289 ERA, 116 whip, 56 innings, 65 strikeouts, just 14 walks, 242 average again. So that's my top 10. Again, let me know who you think should be booted out and who should replace them in the comments. Going quickly through some of the teams and top uh, performances from each team, Tucker Davidson had a good start for Gwinnett this past week. Seven innings, five hits, one walk, three earned, and 11 strikeouts. At Mississippi, C.J. Alexander, 6-for-22 at the plate, two doubles and a homer and a stolen base. Tanner Gordon, seven-inning complete game, four hits, two walks, one earned, and seven strikeouts. And Justin Macy, two innings, no hits, no walks, no earned, five strikeouts and a save. I mentioned him last week as well. Very good closer there for the Mississippi Braves. For Rome, Cody Milligan was 6-for-19. Not a great week offensively for Rome. Uh, Roy Salinas, six innings, two hits, two walks, one darn, and six strikeouts on the mound. Dylan Dodd, six innings, six hits, two walks, one darn, and five strikeouts. And then finally, at Augusta, where did have some good offensive performances this past week, Geraldo Quintero, 20-year-old shortstop or infielder out of Venezuela, 11 for 26, three doubles, four stolen bases. And then Brindal Mesquita, who I've mentioned several times on here already, 20-year-old outfielder, from the Dominican Republic, 10 for 23 this past week, four doubles, a triple, and a stolen base, batting 318 on the year with a 388 on base percentage, 438 slugging with 11 doubles, three triples, and two home runs. Cal Conley drove in six runs this past week. Caleb Durbin was nine for 27, eight runs scored, six runs batted in, six walks, and four stolen bases. And on the mound at Augusta, you had Giordano Perez, six innings, three hits. No walks, no earn, and six strikeouts in his lone start. And J.J. Necro, another good uh, performance. Seven innings, three hits, two walks, no earn. Just one strikeout, but getting the job done. 
So that is your weekly minor league report. Again, let me know who you think should join the top 10 and who should be voted out and the comment that gets the most likes. We will insert that player into our top 10 for next week. All right, after the break, we will preview the Nats series and how the Braves continue this win streak and what they have to do. We'll discuss that next. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, news, and odds, including this year's NBA Finals, the NHL Finals as well going on, Major League Baseball, and of course, all the fighting news from MMA and UFC to boxing. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sport wagering information, including live betting, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline, where the game starts. The Atlanta Braves are on an 11-game win streak, and they have six more games in this stretch against teams below 500. That continues on Monday as they start a three-game series against the Washington Nationals, and they'll have an off day on Thursday. So be thinking about your, your questions for our mailbag episode on Friday. And then they'll face three against the Cubs before the competition starts to pick up. But previewing this Nats series, the Nats – Took two out of three against the struggling Brewers this past weekend. But before that, they were swept by the Marlins in a three-game series. They're 17th in the league in OPS, 30th in ERA. However, Braves are going to face a couple of good pitchers in this series. They have Josiah Gray going up against Ian Anderson on Monday. We could see Steven Strasburg as well, who made his return this past week. Didn't go great for him, but... You know, he's got it in there, and he could certainly turn it on at any point. Obviously, a little rusty coming back, so maybe a good time to get Steven Strasburg. But looking at Monday's matchup against Ian Anderson and Josiah Gray, just simply put, Josiah Gray's been a better pitcher this year than Ian Anderson. 6-4, 4-3-3 ERA, 1-3-2 whip, 62 in a third inning, 69 strikeouts. In his last three starts, he's gone 16 innings, giving up 11, just 11 hits, but eight walks, only two earned runs, and 18 strikeouts. So Josiah Gray has been very good in his recent starts. Braves have seen him a couple times, and he's given the Braves problems. So could be a tough game for the Braves on Monday. And then you look at Ian Anderson. He's gone six innings in four of his last five starts, which is great. And his, in his other one that he didn't go six innings, he went five and two-thirds. So it's great to see Ian Anderson you know, starting to go deeper into games, but It's kind of the opposite of Charlie Morton. Ian Anderson can be very good early on, and then the second and third time through the lineup is where you see things start to go wrong for Ian Anderson. A 5.06 ERA in the third inning when you're typically facing the top or middle of the order for a second time, and then an 11.57 ERA in the sixth inning when you're facing those batters for a third time. So I think this could be a very difficult game for the Braves on Monday, hopefully They are able to keep their winning streak alive. Uh, At the very least, just want to see them win each of these series. You know, even if they don't get the sweeps, if the winning streak ends, I just want to see them win these series. So hopefully they get off to a good start against Josiah Gray and the Nats on Monday. And hopefully Ian Anderson has a very good start to give the Braves a chance to do just that. Well, that will do it for this episode of Locked On Braves. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Locked On underscore Braves. You can follow me at shortstop ball also make sure you rate review and subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcast and we will talk to you next time
Hey, this is Stacey Gotsoulias. DC Lundberg. Ryan Finkelstein. Taylor Blake Ward. Host of Locked On Yankees. Locked On Mariners. Locked On Mets. Locked On Angels. And you're listening to Locked On Braves. Locked On Braves. Locked On Braves. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. 